Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are filling out the rest of their roster. They have three roster spots left over as it stands right now. So I'm going to discuss how they got here and where they might be going next, as well as how this team is starting to look rotation-wise. So all of that here in a bit. Last we spoke, the Lakers had just added Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monk to... Well, Malik Monk was certainly surprising. Carmelo Anthony is a name that we connected to uh, the Lakers basically right from the onset of free agency. But still, two good signings. Monk especially seems uh, seems to be pretty, you know, fairly below market value. Probably the most below market value signing that the Lakers made this offseason. Uh, so that's good news. They also go out and re-sign Taylor Horton Tucker, three years, $32 million. He'd better pan out. And then uh, they added Kendrick Nunn, uh, formerly of the Miami Heat. Uh, that is another move that to fortify the backcourt. So he will probably be the team's backup point guard behind Russell Westbrook. Uh, so I- interesting moves there. Obvious, well, Taylor Horton Tucker, not all that interesting. Kendrick Nunn. Given the fact that they had to go above the minimum for him, not particularly thrilled about the value there. Also not really thrilled about the uh, domestic violence in his past as well. Uh, but that's the, you know something that has become unfortunately unavoidable in professional sports. Uh, but for for the money and, and, and all of that and the fit, I think the Lakers maybe could have done better, especially with Danny Green still on the market. They probably have intel, though, that he wasn't interested in coming back or they weren't interested in bringing him back, and they opted for a buy-low candidate in Kendrick Nunn. So, in terms of the Lakers roster as it stands right now, Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, those are your two point guards. Uh, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, Taylor Horton Tucker are your combo shooting guards. Uh, LeBron... Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, they're your wings. Carmelo Anthony is basically only a power forward at this point. Anthony Davis is going to play power forward and center. Obviously, LeBron James is going to play some power forward there too, so there are plenty uh, covered there. And then you have Marcus Gasol and Dwight Howard filling out the rest of the roster. So in terms of need, I still think they could use a big-ish shooting guard slash small forward. Uh, that's where Wesley Matthews probably comes in. And then after that, you're talking about your 14th man, and that is probably going to be uh, Jared Dudley based on some of the stuff that uh, is not exactly hard to find. So if that is the Lakers roster heading into the next season, I would imagine they're also going to keep that 15th roster spot open for buyouts or or anybody else who maybe hits the the, the free agency market earlier than maybe anticipated and for any kind of value there. That's going to be something that the Lakers are keeping a close eye on. But as of right now, I, I would predict that they're going to head into next season with 14 guys on the roster, and it's the guys that I listed. Plenty of time, obviously, moving forward to look back on what could have been the moves that the Lakers didn't make. Feels like a fork-in-the-road moment, trading for Russell Westbrook instead of trading for Buddy Heald. Obviously, we still there are still people hanging on to the glimmer of hope 
that is a potential sign and trade involving uh, Dennis Schroeder, including Dennis Schroeder and his agent, by the way. Uh, but plenty of Laker fans are still obviously really holding on to the hope that maybe, just maybe, there's still a way to get something done there. I would be legitimately shocked if something like that happened, but you never know. Uh, and, and this is where the lot roster stands. In general, I think the Lakers got significantly better offensively on the offensive side of the ball in terms of spacing and, and stuff like that. But I think they also took a pretty major step back defensively, uh, saying goodbye to, to solid defenders and Alex Caruso, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Kyle Kuzma, and bringing in guys like Wayne Ellington. Trevor is pretty washed at this point, so that's a little concerning. Russell Westbrook isn't the best team defender out there. So Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, those guys have their work cut out for them in getting this group to defend at somewhere close to league or slightly above league average would be, I think, my goal. It might be better than that, and if so, you're playing with house money at that point. Uh, and if so, if they defend better than that, you're looking at a really, really good team. Uh, but offensively is where things are, are probably the most exciting right now, given the things that they could do, uh, whether it's opening the lane up for LeBron and Russell Westbrook, uh, giving Anthony Davis more space uh, whenever he goes to the five, and, and rewarding him for going to the five with more space and better shooters than the Lakers have had, especially la the, compared to last year. So it's it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic across this team's uh, roster and how they enter and how they approach defending and competing on a night-in, night-out basis, and then eventually getting to the postseason and seeing if they, uh, by that point, figure out their identity or if they make some tweaks along the way, uh, if they may be overcorrected. As an example, going the other direction, last year we saw the Dallas Mavericks, I think, overcorrect from being hugely offensively uh, dynamic the year prior and then try to bring in a few more defenders and, and make themselves a more balanced team. That experiment didn't work out. They went right back to being super dynamic offensively around Luka Doncic midway through the season and I think kind of corrected their course it's going to be interesting to see if the lakers wind up doing that or 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 what approach they take over the course of the season regardless it was a fascinating offseason to this point not quite done but uh the kind of offseason i think we're going to be talking about years down the line we do have some fond farewells to wish to some players alfonso mckinney uh, he got waived late sunday night or late ish sunday evening uh, and then Markeith Morris signs in Miami. Markeith Morris became kind of expendable once Carmelo Anthony showed up. So uh, that that move kind of made sense for all involved parties. And and yeah, that's this is where both of those guys, Lakers, ten years end up. McKenney, it's tough. We talked about him. Harrison and I did uh, in in looking back on his last season where he really struggled to get any kind of a foothold in the rotation because there was no practice minutes to prove he deserved any kind of a longer look. And then Markeith Morris, I thought, had a great postseason run a couple of years ago. Last year was pretty disappointing in terms of what he presented to the Lakers, especially offensively. Uh, but he did really seem to enjoy being a Laker, and there's something to be, to be valued in that. He did help bring a championship, and there's definitely something to be to be valued in that, and uh, and he'll be kind of missed. I I I 
the Markeef Morris experience was was fine. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Best of luck to both of those guys moving forward. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, thank you, everybody, for those of you who are listening and tuning in to those emergency lowdowns. They've been doing quite well, so thank you guys a ton uh, for the support there. Make sure you guys are subscribed and, and send us a few reviews with questions and stuff like that, just like we used to do at my former show. I'll answer some of those as we get into the offseason. And, uh, and then, yeah, for stuff to look at, look at or look for on the Silver Screen and Roll uh, podcast feed, Alex and Alex, both Alex Regla and Alex Padilla, they gave a deeper look at this offseason. Uh, Alex Regla, as we said earlier, wrote a really good article about Russell Westbrook, so they got into the weeds on on some of his research for that, so that's really good. And then uh, and then on the actual SilverScreenRoll.com website, Jacob Rude took a look at how the Lakers might fill the rest of this roster. And, and uh, as we talked about, my prediction is Dudley and Wes coming back with an open roster spot, but we'll see how that goes. You should read up on what Jacob thinks about that as well. Until tomorrow, or until the next time I talk to you, because we still might have to do an emergency lowdown if something crazy happens, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good time.